Hey, welcome to the Knowles 24-7 podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. We have a special guest. Well, not special. It's Josh. Josh Newberg's here. Hi, Josh. Hey, fellas. How you guys doing? Great, Josh. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. So this is going to be one of the better podcasts ever because I'm not going to talk very much in it. So we're going to talk about Junior Day. Oh, sorry. They're going to talk about Junior Day, which is coming up this weekend. Uh, we are recording with new audio. It's still a work in progress, especially now that we have Josh looped in from from down in Miami or wherever he is. So we're going to try to work on it. Bear with us. I think it sounds okay. But again, work in progress. It's going to lead to better podcasts in the future, I promise. So anyways, guys, uh, before we jump in here, remember five-star reviews on iTunes. Even if the audio quality isn't great, it does help with the popularity of the show. Uh, and so, yeah, recruiting-centric podcast. Here we go. Junior day number two of the spring coming up. You want me to set it? Set it. Set, set it and spike. I don't, I don't want to all talk right. at all anymore. So FSU will hold their first weekend spring practice of the season, of the spring season on Saturday, Saturday morning. It's the fourth practice of spring. No practice on Friday and then again on Saturday. In total, we're expecting around probably three dozen or so kids. There'll always be some stragglers that come along with the guys we actually care about. So it'll probably be more like 50, but it'll be more like three dozen that we truly care about. FSU's expecting about four dozen they care about. There's always some loss that they don't actually get in. Of that, about half of the guys that are coming in that we truly care about, so out of the three dozen I'm working with, we're talking about 18 to 20 or so that I would call guys that are takes for FSU walking through the door. So that's kind of setting the scene. Jeff Sims, quarterback commitment, will be there. He's a key recruiter. He's been a bell cow for, bell cow for FSU to this point Jesus. in time. It's early, man. I haven't had morning coffee. You know how much I struggle in the morning? Did you want me to make you coffee? You could. I mean, that's why you're here, right? You're not here to talk today. Uh, do we literally do you literally want to go make Ooh. coffee right now? I do. Okay. Guys, this is awkward. I hate when the, my parents fight in front of me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. I just, you know, I wake up in the morning, I expect the coffee to be brewed. Yeah, especially when somebody doesn't own a carrot. I, I agree. Brendan should be, should treat you a little bit better. Yeah. I do. I have to clean out the fervor. The standard is the standard. Tell us more about Jeff Sims. Uh, well, he's a bell cow. He's just important for FSU. He's a guy that is the peer pressure upon kids. That's a legitimate voice. I mean, is he, is he the Sam Howell bell cow? Oh, or no, no, he... no. He actually talks. He actually cares. And he actually, it's not like pulling teeth to get him back on. Because right, last year we were told by another site that Sam Howell was a bell cow. So I just yeah, didn't know. No, not so much. I didn't know. Okay, thanks. Maybe for UNC's class. But no, they're expecting about you know three to four dozen total kids. I would call about three dozen of them guys we truly will care about, and about half of those are guys that you know if they wanted to walk out the door and commit to FSU, FSU would you know be running down the hallway celebrating that they got the commitment from them. So from a commitment standpoint, Jeff Sims is the only one that I know we expect in. There's always a possibility that somebody else shows up, like an Isaiah Dunson or um, Jadarius McKnight or somebody of that sort. But as of right now, we're not expecting them. One of the most important names is a young man from down Josh's way of running back. I'll let Josh talk a bit about him and confirm that he's coming in this morning. Okay, yeah, I exchanged texts. <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. I exchanged a text with four-star running back Lawrence Toa Philly this morning at Pinellas Park High School in Pinellas County. Um, Toa Philly is a guy that we've written a lot about on Knowles 24-7. Uh, 6'1", 190-pound back, um, can do it all, home run speed, can run between the tackles. I think he's a very good back. I got him just below that elite level, but uh, definitely a guy that would 
that would add to this class. And he's kind of been on the verge of, of maybe pulling the trigger. So anytime he's on campus moving forward, I'm going to put him on commit watch. I'm going to dig into a little bit more. I know his high school coach pretty well. I'm going to check and see if this is one of those visits where he's coming up to make his decision. Because if you remember, he was, he's been on campus a couple times. Um, he, he has FSU out front as his leader. I think right now Ohio State's a school that is intriguing him. He's hearing a lot of, uh, a lot of talk from, from South Carolina as well. So we'll see. But I think at the end of the day, Lawrence Tofield, he's a null. I got my crystal ball pick on him. I just don't know if it's going to be this weekend. Yeah, his last visit to FSU was for the Duke basketball game. He very much had a one-on-one visit with Willie Taggart during that trip. Um, he's a guy that loves FSU. He's talked about going to Ohio State for their spring game. Michigan yeah. is not a school. I know he's mentioned Bama's gotten in the picture recently, and he has interest in them too. But FSU is his dream school. They're clearly out front. A couple other backs that are coming up are the Melbourne Central Catholic teammates of Anthony Valentine, who's a 2020 kid, and then Keyshawn Spencer, who's a 2021 kid. With Valentine, he's kind of an all-purpose back, inside slot receiver, running back type. Great speed. He won the fastest man at FSU's camp this past summer. So if they're purely looking for a guy who's going to turn in a really high 40, who is a capable catcher, who can go north-south and do it very quickly. He's that sort of guy. And then Keyshawn's a little more of a well-rounded running back in the 2021 class. So those are sort of running backs we're keeping eyes on that are supposed to be in. And then the receiver groups, it's pretty intriguing. From a 2020 perspective, you got some real big size coming in. You have guys like Malachi Weidman, Marcus Fleming, who's a Miami commitment, Jeremiah Johnson, who's almost a hybrid tight end type, kind of built like Cameron McDonald currently. I want to see if he's legitimately 6'7". That's a big boy if he's 6'7". Talking about Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. And Jeremiah I mean, we haven't missed it at 6'7". I want to see if he really is. Yeah, he's a kid. He turned in a couple highlights last year that kind of, you know, had some Twitter buzz to him where he just goes up and snags it with one hand. He He's a long, long dude from South Georgia, Homerville, Georgia, Clinch County High School. He's ranked a four-star by 247 right now. Or, I'm sorry, by the composite. He's actually a high three-star by 247. And other receivers, Marcus Fleming's one of the other ones, very talented Miami commitment, four-star, both by 247 and by the composite. He's more of a slot type, so he's on the smaller side compared to Jeremiah's kind of the polar opposite. He's only about 5'10", buck 60. But a quick guy gets in and out of his breaks, catches it very well. And then Malachi Weidman is a guy that Zach Glowstein saw last weekend actually at an event. And uh, he's very much described by most people as a basketball kid playing football but he brings some of those good elements from the basketball court to the receiver position. Have you ever seen him before, Josh? No, but I spoke to uh, Fish over the course of this week uh, with Elite Scouting Services, and he told me that um, he's a phenomenal athlete, um, a bit of a I – don't, I don't know how to say it. Um, I don't want to say a weird recruitment, but he's going to have a mysterious recruitment. He's in a situation um, where things aren't great at home. He lives with a coach. Um, it's just one of these stories, but he's a phenomenal athlete at both basketball and football. Yeah, another receiver that we list on our list is Jermont Queese Johnson, another South Georgia prospect, but he's actually a safety take for FSU. They like him in the secondary. He's Will this be his 100th visit to FSU? Yeah, he's been a regular. FSU was one of his first offers. I would say he's a heavy FSU lean at this stage. Georgia will be in there if they want to be in there. A couple others will have an opportunity if they'd like, but FSU got in there early and they really like him. 
he's kind of physically, he reminds me a bit of Hampson Nazardine. I think he's a safety slash linebacker hybrid kind of built in that mold. I think that's what they're looking at. And then the 2021 class, there's a couple talented receivers coming in. Um, I don't know how to say the young man from Armwood's name. Agai Hall, Agai Hall. I'm not sure how you pronounce his first name. Agai. 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 And Trevante Rocker, who's a Florida commitment. What were you going to say about Hall, Josh? About, oh, nothing. Oh, okay, I thought, you know, Armwood's kind of one of those beats that I know you know. So I didn't yeah, know. no, I know uh, Warren Thompson's been reaching out to him. I know that they like him a lot. Um, Woody's Woody does a good job there. Uh, you know, they know the people that you need to know, that we know, Chris, at Armwood. talking about the mayor. They know all the right people. Um, now, I think it's good to get them up there now. The, the Armwood kids have... I know the curse is broken. We, we've lifted it. So now it's time to just open the floodgates and just welcome all the Armwood athletes. Yeah, and then what people truly care about would be FSU is expecting at least five offensive linemen. It was supposed to be six with Richie Leonard. But as of right now, we expect Leonard to reschedule for a different weekend. Um, probably the most commonly known name of that bunch is Zane Herring from Madison County. He's been a regular. There's a possibility that he comes in two consecutive weekends with FSU. He's a guy that he's kind of consistently been on commit watching, though he's not in a rush. Big body, probably could end up being a tackle, definitely could play guard if need be. But he's a talented kid, a lot of upside. He's also a guy that, you know, we saw in a camp setting, and he struggled in Orlando in the camp setting, but he is self-aware enough that he understood how much he struggled, but yet he still competed at a really high level, and he got a ton of reps in. So he's got a lot of qualities you like, and it's a position where FSU needs to add depth and talent and you kind of don't shy away from a guy just because he had one bad outing. Another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing because I haven't met him previously is Tate Johnson. He's a Hogansville, Georgia, Callaway product. He's a three-star. I think he'll rise to a four-star probably during this process. From what I understand in talking to Rusty Manziel and other guys that are more familiar with the Georgia beat, he is a kid that has really transformed his body in the last 12 months. He went from being very heavy and kind of off-balance to being much more physically fit much more in shape, strength has improved, and his game's improved drastically because he's made those improvements. He's a guy that's moving up pretty quickly, Florida, Florida State, uh, you know, some of the Ole Miss types, Mizzou, Michigan State, those are some of the offers that have come in here fairly recently, and I expect his stock only to continue to rise. I know that, uh, I believe he was just at Alabama for a visit as well, so they're obviously interested. So there's a good bit going on with Tate Johnson. He's a guard body, but with, from... Things that have been described to me of what Randy Clements will do with offensive linemen, where he's willing to kind of play guards across the board because he's looking for a push, which is what Kendall Browse wants up front. He's a guy that kind of intrigues me in that bunch. And then the last offensive lineman I'll mention is Bradley Ashmore. He's a Jacksonville area product from Neptune Beach, Fletcher High School over there. He's a Vanderbilt commitment. He's a guy that I saw, I think, about 12 months ago. And he was very tall, somewhat lean, definitely had the look of a guy that you need to keep tabs on. I haven't seen him since then, so I want to see what he's kind of developed into over this last year. Yeah, that's a great rundown. I think the, I know you're most uh, excited to see Tate. I, I want to see Jose Mirabel, Mirabal, see if he is legit 6'5", 320. Um, I think he's a guy that's going to pick up, you know, he's got a few offers, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida State, but they're mostly FIU, FAU, Georgia Tech types. Um, I think he could be, you know, I think he's a guy that could blow up during the spring and it's good that they're getting him on campus now. Um, But yeah, I think that that the, 
interesting part of the spring is going to be who really stands out to Randy Clemens. Who does he end up targeting? And a big factor in that is who comes in during the spring to show to show that reciprocal interest. Yeah, and with Jonathan Dennis and Jose Maribal, both of them have previously been to FSU. They came up last spring. Uh, it was a quick day trip, so they have been there previously, but obviously new position coach, a lot of different things, a different atmosphere than they encountered a year ago. So it'll be interesting how the two visits kind of, you know, are similar and different for those two guys. On the defensive line, I'll let Josh kind of take the lead there. Uh, Josh Griffiths is a guy that's actually coming up early on Friday. And then there's a possibility of a couple of Florida commitments on Saturday headlining that list. Yeah, you got uh, Josh Griffiths coming in Friday. We know he's a take for Florida State right now. They've been recruiting him hard. I spoke to him at the uh, under or the uh, the opening in Orlando. Griffiths told me he speaks to Odell, Willie Taggart, uh, Mark Snyder. He's, he he was he was being recruited by Mark Snyder last year, so he's kind of continued on with him. But um, I said, you know, who's recruiting you the hardest? He kind of paused and he said. You know, Florida State's definitely doing the best job right now um, as far as contact him every day with the, an assortment of coaches and all that sort of thing. Um, another intriguing name that, that I want to see is Chris Jones out of Pompano Beach, Florida. He goes to Coconut Creek High School, six foot four, 215-pound pass rushing DN. Um, just a three-star right now, 34th-ranked weak side defensive end in the country. He's been picking up some offers. He's got one from Florida State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Indiana, Pitt. Um, he was at Miami's junior day earlier this month. So he's going to come in. And uh, then you got the two Gator commitments, Gervon Dexter and Morvin Joseph. Uh, I think Gervon Dexter is the prize there. I think Morvin Joseph, um, I, I, I wasn't real sold on Morvin after seeing him at the uh, the opening. I think he's got a ways to go, but... If they could flip Gervon Dexter, that'd be good. But I think right now both these guys are pretty plugged into Florida. Yeah, and Dexter is the first guy off the bus kind of look. He just he yeah. physically catches your eye whenever you see him. He's a massively large dude, very wide. He's kind of built like uh, Demarcus Walker. Yeah, but almost he's taller, I believe, than Demarcus. A little Walker's. bit, yeah. And yeah, but he has that look where he's just wide shoulders put together. He looks like a defensive lineman. He looks like a guy that. If you want to be a tackle, he could easily put that onto that frame. If he wants to stay at strong side end, he can easily do that. Another defensive end that's coming in is 2021 product Bryce Langston, another Florida commitment. He's an Ocala area kid. Bryce Langston's a really talented football player. He's a guy that FSU, since the staff has gotten here at FSU, they've been fairly high on and in pursuit of. And they've had him on campus before, I believe, at least twice under Willie Taggart. Sort of looking yeah, I was a little surprised he, he popped so early to UF. I just need to say nicely, thank you, Brendan, for making me coffee. The second half of this pod will only be better. About time I start carrying my weight. I really like the idea of Chris putting the coffee right next to the new mixing board, by the way. That totally is a good idea. I was going to put it on the mixing board just to watch your anxiety take over. You guys are talking about Michael Langston? No, Bryce Langston. Oh. Bryce Langston. Um Moving on to linebacker, uh, Desmond Tisdall, Jarrett Geralds. Jarrett Geralds is a local kid from Chiefland. Not local, but still, you know, short driving distance. I don't know near as much about Desmond Tisdall. I, I can actually talk honest. about Desmond Tisdall. Oh, here we go. I, I, Perfect I, I, time. I dabble into South Georgia recruiting every now and then. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. He's a South Georgia boy. Yeah, he's damn good, too. Right, go a, little, a little undersized, but he's a running back slash linebacker recruit, and I think FSU would be looking at him as a, as a linebacker. 
Uh, he's related to Nick Marshall from from Auburn, who played at Auburn. Uh, who's the Marshall? The big one that just went to uh, to Georgia this year, Tresman Marshall. Uh, he he, uh, they're all related. So uh, so he's got good bloodlines, but he's a badass man. He uh, really physical. He moves well. He kind of fits the mold of that modern uh, linebacker. I know they already have a lot of lot of linebacker commits, but he's really athletic. He's versatile. He's a guy who probably played a couple of positions at the college level. Fairly underrated right now. I think he's like a low tier three star recruit. Yeah, he's ranked. Uh, he's an 86 according to Composite, and he's an 88 according to 247. He's number 450 overall in the country, but he's number 11 inside linebacker according to 247. Oh. So there's some value there. Yeah, he is looks like out. South Carolina kind of has the early front running ability with him, and Auburn's definitely in the mix as well. He's a Wilcox County, Rochelle, Georgia kid. So yeah, I did not know very much about him, but hey, that, that's not. I, I came in handy. I'm going to make more coffee, and maybe something cool will happen when I come back again. And then, of course, FSU's always going to host a bunch of defensive backs. It's just kind of what they do. Um, well, they real quick, we're still on South Georgia. Tyler Moorhead. He's another oh, kid. Oh, that kid. Uh, what do you coming? think he plays in college? Oh, you're going to try to make him a safety, aren't you? No, no, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm staying out of that conversation. He's I'm going to wait at least a year to make well, him a safety. He, uh, Zach turned me on to him first. Uh, and we were like, yeah, this kid's pretty good. And... and then all of a sudden FSU offered like a day or two later. Uh, I, he's a running back to me. Like he's got good vision because he plays quarterback. And they run like this funky, winky, old school type of. Yeah, he's at Clinch County. Yeah, Clinch County. Um, but he uh, he's really polished, good vision. Uh, he's going to only keep getting bigger and stronger. Like he looks like a big back to me is what I think he, he turns into. But he plays quarterback now, but that's not what he's going to do at the next level. He's got almost the official high-level South Georgia starting pack of FSU, Kentucky, and Tennessee. I mean, there you go. And it's only they keep, I'm sure, Alabama and Auburn and Georgia. And I, I, he's going to be a high four-star kid probably by the time it's all said and done. He's a, what, a rising sophomore? He's a 2021 prospect. Yeah, he was really, really good on a really good uh, small South Georgia team last year, small uh, classification team. Again, back to the secondary. Jaquez Robinson, Sandalwood product, teammate of Jeff Sims, committed to Alabama. I would consider that a, uh, I wouldn't call it a soft commitment, but I think there's some work to be done on the Alabama side of being convinced entirely that they want to take him. I think it's sort of a camp offer commitment. You know, If he goes to camp and does great, then sure, yeah, he'll be an elephant for the rest of his life. If he doesn't, you know, I think the two parties can go different directions. He's a long, lanky kid. I call him a bit of a gambler when I watched him play at the opening. Um, but I like him. I like what he brings to the table. And then Kendall Dennis is not opening kid. He tested great. He's buddies with Brendan Gant. Gant's actually been going to bat for him, I believe, for about a year now with the staff at FSU. That He's one of those dudes. He likes him. I know Odell Higgins was familiar with him before they offered. He's a kid that I think FSU can make a quick move with if they'd like. And then there's a couple more DBs, but I'll throw Josh's way so we can hear his beautiful voice. Uh, yeah, we should. Can we add to the bingo card, the Knowles 247 podcast bingo card, Chris Knee attempting to turn somebody into a safety? For the record, I have not turned anybody into a safety during this conversation. I did basically make Zane hearing into a guard. <laughs> there, there, there are a few things that I think since, because that bingo card, I can't remember who did it, and we haven't really made it public either, but. It, Sorry, man. I, I don't remember. Who it's it been in our group chat, and we laugh about it all the time. But it feels like it's kind of like the deep cuts, like the original, like Knowles twenty four seven cliches. And I think we've evolved to have more uh, more stereotypes and cliches now. Like Chris and me loving cliches and then yelling at people for using them himself. Yeah, checks all the boxes. All right. with that. Let me wrap up the defensive back group. Did you did you hit on? I think you hit on everybody besides. Did you hit on Keshawn Washington? I did not. 
All right, so he's probably the top defensive back, at least ratings-wise, coming in. Um, he's a four-star safety, six foot one and a half, 177 pounds, out of the Homestead area down in South Florida. He attends South Dade High School, 23rd ranked safety in the country, uh, 291st, so he's a top 300 player. He's got some big-time offers, Georgia, Miami, Auburn. Um, hasn't named a leader. Tennessee jumped in his recruitment as well. Oregon is offered. Um, so he'll be in this weekend. I think if FSU is going to take another DB early, it's probably going to be a safety. Um, but I just I, I don't really see them taking or pushing for, for any more defensive backs, especially before the eval period. Yeah, another DB coming in is Nakai Meredith, who I believe is – is he cousins with Levante Taylor? Is that is he Keontae Jenkins? There's a relationship there. I he's in that. the he's in the Levante Taylor crew, one way or another. Yeah, I, I believe he's part of Family Tree. If he's not, he's a sapling immediately next to the tree. Like they're very yeah. close. Might as well be family if they are not family. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure Desmond Tisdale's related to the Marshalls, but now that I think about it, I'm not 100 percent sure. We may have just made a lot of guys related. Well, South Georgia, that's kind of the way it goes. Like, <laughs> you, you, no, no, no. I'm saying with certain recruits, you talk to them, and it's like. I'm related to this guy, and you remember this guy from 15 years ago, and that's my brother, my dad's brother. I mean, it's just nuts. It's like if you want to do a family tree project of the, you know, tracing of some of those South Georgia boys that are really good footballers, for whatever reason, there tends to be families in South Georgia that have a boatload of good players, you know, brothers, cousins, uncles, just kind of. Like, like the Gethers family in South Carolina. Yeah, or Bailey's. Bailey's are another one. I mean, there's just been some really good ones through the years, but. Nick Marshall, I believe, had an older sibling, maybe an uncle, who was also a really good ball player. I mean, it just goes on and on with that group. And I believe Tresman and Nick were definitely related. I think they're first cousins, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wouldn't shock me in the least. But yeah, Meredith's doing. He's either immediately tied to the Taylor clan or he's part of it. I cannot remember for sure. I know Zach knows that stuff a little better than us. Keontae Jenkins, I know, is Levante's half-brother, I believe it is. Um, but I can't remember how Meredith fits into that equation. But he's also due in. And then another guy we confirmed this morning was Corey Wren. He's a Louisiana prospect. He's a five foot nine hundred and seventy pound athlete. I am not sure, to be perfectly honest, where FSU would look at lining him up. I don't know if Josh knows any more on him. No, I've not heard more. I'm uh, I'm actually texting with Jalen Carter right now to see if he's he's indeed coming up. So I'll I'll let you know on that. Both of them are texting people and not paying full attention to well, the Well, actually, I just text somebody to ask what the heck would Corey Wren play at FSU, and the response I got was probably running back. So, offensive athlete. There we go. Chris was trying to make him a safety. No, 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 no. Man, I don't think everyone's a safety. Safety or guard. You're right, safety or guard. Some safeties need to be linebackers. When are we going to get Zach on the podcast? Like, I feel like that needs to happen. Uh, <laughs> Zach's currently sitting in second period right now. <laughs> Another yeah, we do need to get back on the pod. We need a, we need to do a couple just one-off pods. I think we need to do a South Georgia recruiting podcast with you and Chris without me on here because it seems like that's all you talked about today. Hey, Zach, and, Zach might be from South Florida, but he has some love for South Georgia. He does. He does. <laughs> He's intrigued. Me and him, him and I will talk about uh, – we'll just go back and forth to South Georgia recruits. Film <laughs> to each true. other. It's a really dorky text thread. I like it. I like it. But yeah, we'll get Zach on here soon. Not need to that you know about bring that young energy to the podcast. Shut up, Josh. 
Deontay Shepard, right? You dealt with him some. No, um, I don't. I don't think I have. The def- defensive tackle from uh, Orlando. Oh, from Orlando. You're yeah. saying South Georgia? Okay. No, I was no, the Edgewater right. kid. Yeah, the Edgewater kid. He's yeah, a big he, dude. I don't think he has a Florida State offer yet. No, he does not. Um, but he's kind of led me to believe that if Florida State offered, that would uh, that would be a highly favorable situation for him and for Florida State. Uh, he's big kid, 300 pounds uh, already. Moves really well for for someone of his size. Uh, yeah, he's he's good. Uh, Edgewater usually has a pretty strong history of producing really good players in that area. So, uh, so I get the intrigue. I think you want to kind of see him and size him up in person, make sure that that he's as big as you think he is. But uh, that's a that's a really nice looking defensive tackle prospect. What is he? Twenty twenty one or twenty twenty? He is twenty twenty one. Yeah, so he's still got room to grow too. What, do you have the height weight on him right there? Uh, we list him at six three two eighty five. He's yet to be okay. ranked by us. I know walking in the door, he's not a guy that I expect FSU to offer, nor is he at the point where he's a take, obviously. But a guy like that, it's good for him to lay some of the inroads, especially with a school that he truly has interest in. Mm -hmm. And he's got a big frame, too. Like, you watch him on film, and he does move well for a big guy. I thought he was closer to 300. He may may be there by there uh, pretty soon, because he's got a big frame. He's going to keep growing. Uh, But, yeah, no offer yet from Florida State. Yeah, and I know there's other guys they're working on trying to get up. A guy like Demarcus Bowman from Lakeland is one they would love to get in. I don't know if Bowman coming. I've reached out. I'm waiting to hear back from the young man. Um, another guy that they had hoped to get in was Lovey Jenkins, or that they expected in was Lovey Jenkins. But, you know, like a lot of kids, they run into either having the SAT or a track meet. He has a track meet, so he won't be there. Um, there was another prospect that we expected in, but he has the SAT that was uh, oh, Zach Cockrell. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. It was um, uh, Bermudez, the other defensive back from Sandalwood that FSU is involved with. So there's examples like that. And that always happens with a junior day. Is you kind of have a list of, you know, if they get 35 and you have a list about 50 you're working with, and for whatever reason, about half of the ones that don't show have a ride fall through. And the other half forgot they had something else on the agenda. So that's sort of what it is. But in general, you know, Lawrence Toll Philly's probably the headliner from our standpoint of a guy that we could definitely see ending up at FSU. I think it's fair to put Jaquez Robinson in that category. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Marcus Fleming is a guy they're certainly interested in. They obviously would love to kind of jab Miami in the ribcage. He's a guy that has a pre-existing relationship with Ron Dugans from Dugans' time at Miami which is where he's committed to. Um, Malachi Weidman is maybe the most intriguing dude just because of all the dynamics of his recruitment with basketball, football, you know, his home life, all of that stuff. So I think it will be an interesting weekend. I think there's also a handful of other guys we'll probably confirm between now and Saturday. And there might be a couple others that show up that us nor FSU are expecting at this time. I, I do feel like I need to interject real quick. This is more for the listeners. Uh, if you guys are hearing like a weird background noise, the computer sounds like it's about to explode because we've been recording you know, this 30-minute podcast right now, but we recorded for probably an hour beforehand trying to get the audio correctly. So uh, this <laughs> I can like, hear that. five years old, it's about to explode. Just, just so they're just transparent, I think, is important. The audio quality sucks, and it's not completely because of me. Just like the crappy headline of the day wasn't completely because of me. Oh, you're still on that. I'm just saying if our 18-year-old intern was able to correctly die, he hasn't graduated from high school yet, and he was able Josh, to... save our boy. Help me, I'm Josh, drowning. save our boy. Learn to Josh, read, people. Throwing any lifesavers out here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go make more coffee. You guys finish it up. Josh, you're coming up, correct? Yeah, I'm going to be up there, boys. Brendan, are you going to make me coffee? 
I'm going to be in Raleigh for a bachelor party. Uh, some he, of our li- he's going to be the one that needs to go. <laughs> yeah, Pal Latimer. You go on more bachelor parties, weddings. What was it's that? It's all these days. Yeah. If you're not on a bachelor party, it's your wedding. If it's not your wedding, it's somebody else's. I mean, yeah, people are getting married. I'm, at, I'm of that age. I'm 30 years old now. People are doing big boy things. Breaking 2021 running back, Darius Chester just told me he expects to come. He's a South Florida product that has an FSU offer, Kelly Walker connection. We're breaking news on the podcast. I like it. It will be in the thread before the podcast gets it set, though. Oh, never mind. Subscribe. No five-star reviews in. It's four. All right. Quality. I'll see you guys on Saturday. I'm looking All right, forward. Josh, thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll have more next week if Sonoma survives the weekend. Goodbye.